Welcome to the CX Chronicles podcast. This is the show for customer service managers, VPs of customer experience, and all of you other CXers out there. Every week, we are going to dig into topics, challenges, wins, and updates in the CX and customer service community. I'm your host, Adrian Brady Chisana. Check us out at CXChronicles.com. Feel free to reach out to us anytime. Thank you so much for being a part of the CX Chronicles Nation. I'm super excited to welcome Sammy Morheim to the CX Chronicles podcast today. Sammy is a rainmaker of technology for successful startups. Based out of Miami, Florida, Sammy's company, Vantage.io, works with startups and their executives to think about how technology can not only help them with growing their business, but help them by maximizing the use of their time, their energy, and their resources along the way. Sammy has over 20 years' experience as an IT senior exec. He's been involved with planning, developing, and releasing cutting-edge technology solutions to address and expand business opportunities. Sammy's worked across a variety of industries and a variety of business and has gained an incredible lens for all the different ways that you can use technology to get ahead in today's business world, more specifically as a young startup trying to make their way. Today's episode, Sammy and I walk through the four CX pillars, team, tools, process, and feedback. And Sammy gives us a ton of great ideas and a ton of information for how we can better run our own businesses. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome Sammy Morheim to the CX Chronicles podcast. Zendesk, the platform where all the action is. Do you need help with customer interactions across phone, chat, email, social media, and any other channel that you can imagine? All coming together in one place. Ask CX Chronicles how Zendesk can help your business today. Hey, Sammy. So first of all, thanks so much for coming on to the CX Chronicles podcast. Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me. Though it's our pleasure, sir. Uh, we're pumped to have you on the show today. Um, I, I, I would love to kind of kick things off, Sammy, just by having you go ahead and Tell the CX Nation your elevator pitch and how you got into customer experience and technology leadership and team management and how you sort of ended up where you are today. Sure. Yeah. So um, I've been involved in technology and startups for the last 18 years, uh, most of the time in healthcare and um, healthcare IT. And so the last few years, I launched um, a few startups of my own. And we noticed how hard it was for, for us to, to deliver applications in record time with quality with all the features that people um, expect so one day it was you know it's two o'clock in the morning there were developers in the floor there was no more caffeine that could keep us alive <laughs> and we realized it was like we, we hit rock bottom we realized that we needed to figure out um, a better way to to do startups sure fast forward um one of my uh, ex-roommates called me and said that we needed to launch a, a new startup and that we needed to do something amazing in less than 90 days. There were a set of features. And so we, we rethink the process on how to launch and how to create um, startups and how to create software from that point on. And we created um, our own methodology called the Startup Framework. And 90 days later, we were able to launch. 
And after that, we got funded. We went through the whole uh, startup um, experience. Two years later, I exited that position. And since then, I've been uh, investing my time into helping other startups and other um, entrepreneurs launch their dreams uh, into reality. That's awesome. That's awesome. Sammy, let me ask you something. What, like I, every, every entrepreneur and every, every, you know, startup junkie's got their own answer for this, but what drew you personally into just being so attracted to startups and being so attracted to these growth businesses where maybe you got a shot, maybe you don't, but we're going to try anyway. What, what drew you to it? Well, so for me, it's the, the thrill of starting something new and the, the possibilities of always having like a, uh, a clean slate in front of you. So there's, there are no rules, there's no bounds, there's, there's just the, an idea and an objective. So being able to start from scratch and plan everything perfectly so, so that we know where we're going to um, end up in 90 or, or 120 days from, from now and how that's going to evolve into, into this massive movement that's what that's what keeps me going into into creating startups. I, I love it. I love it, and I couldn't agree more. And that's pretty much what's what's drawn me to to spending my entire <laughs> career building them and and scaling them and managing them and leading them. And it's it really is. There's something about building and creating, uh, and just just starting fresh and starting new that is just super 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 uh, uh, addicting at times. Exactly. So okay, keep going. Please keep going on on, on your story. Well, so um, so after that, we we we've spent the last two years. We've we've created technology for for several startups. Uh, we've also had the, the opportunity to uh, work with some uh, large, uh, you know, Fortune 500, 500 companies. From my previous um, from my previous life, uh, if, if you if you if you will. So, uh, for example, we developed the the platform to manage all the healthcare on board the cruise lines. And so I was part of that of that movement where we just completely revolutionized how healthcare was managed on board. Uh, <laughs> basically, all the cruise lines in the world. Uh, we've been able to create learning management systems for um, global companies uh, of the name of like Revlon and other large names like that. And so it's it's been very interesting um, having to deal with those two very wide spectrums. One is the the the, the slow uh, bureaucratic company, a uh, large enterprises, yep. and the other one is the very fast paced, uh, very fast moving um, entrepreneurs uh, or startups world. That that that's awesome. I would like to. I have a few follow on questions to that. So the 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 first one is so with the cruise lines. Number one, you, you talk about all these different industries that exist out there that people sometimes never even think about that have these big, big, huge, massive opportunities inside of them. With the software that you were providing for the cruise line, what was what were some of the major uh, feedback points or data points that they were trying to aggregate in order to improve their service? I mean, and I know that you probably have to talk about it at a high level, but like, just give our listeners some ideas around sure. what were some of those 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 those, those guiding uh, items that they were trying to collect and spend a ton of money on trying to get that so that they could improve their business and make even more money further on down the line. Sure. So, so, so there, there's two, two aspects to that. But first of all, you need to understand, for example, in the cruise lines, let's just talk about um, Carnival or Royal Caribbean, which are two of the ones where, where we're in. They each have ships from anywhere from 3,000 to five or 7,000 people on yep. board. Yep. And each of them have full hospitals. Wow. They, they have yeah. full operating hospitals with uh, doctors and operating rooms and, and everything in between. So, so it's, it's a very interesting environment. Nobody really realizes until you actually get sick or injured, unfortunately. Yeah. 
Yep. Now, the main problem that, that these companies have is that um, so let, let, let us cite the, the, the tourist or the, the guest. The, the main concern is actually the, the crew members. And so they need to care for them by international law. They need to care for them from the moment they become employees all the way to they, until they get discharged. They're responsible for their health. Okay. So from the time they get recruited, they need to make sure that they're healthy uh, or healthy enough to perform the, their duties. And if they get any sort of um, injuries or illnesses uh, along the, the, the employment, they need to take care of them. So this costs them a lot of money. Um, ultimate. So first of all, is the wellness of the employees, but also, of course, the bottom line. So yep. they they needed to be able to screen better, better streamline the screening process, and also ensure that anybody that got injured or ill was completely taken care of all the way until they were dismissed from from, from employment. And they spent millions of dollars for, uh, anywhere from from lawsuits to medical care to actually um, all the the travel expenses and everything that 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 carries. So to be specific, they, they were they were trying to mitigate this this cost while also raising the their their satisfaction levels and making sure that nobody gets sick on board. And they they reach out to to this company that that, that was part of a, a few years ago. And we nobody they, they reach out to a lot of larger companies to create the software or if the software already existed. It didn't exist anywhere. They they went to Microsoft and GE and other large uh, software companies. And we were lucky enough to be able to create this pilot program and actually grow it into into what it is today. That's awesome, Sammy. And 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 you know, it everything that you just talked about and all the granular details that you walked us through. You know, I I, I computed in my head this idea of like passenger experience, you know, uh, rider experience, mm-hmm. and having all that information and making sure. That, and I'm I I, I got to imagine in every single cruise line in the world. One of their leading uh, mission statements has got to be about safety, right? If you're going, to your oh, point, if you're bringing three to five thousand people, that's a that's a town, right? You're bringing a town of people exactly. onto a boat. Safety's got to be number one. But what's interesting is <laughs> you're getting the, thing, the some of the information and the data that you were helping to aggregate there. It does two things. It does safety number one, which is why it's easy to invest millions into that. And, and number two, it's passenger experience. You learn all of exactly. these different steps about how you can get better at serving those folks. So that is awesome. So um, moving forward a little bit. So Sammy, I would love for you, before we kind of hop into the four CX pillars, I would love for you to talk about Vantage.io and talk about, uh, give the CX Nation uh, your elevator pitch around what it is that you guys do, uh, how you can help all of these different listeners that listen to the show, and, 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 and more importantly, even just some of the high-level things that you guys are thinking about each and every day that would help all of our listeners improve their businesses in, 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 in different ways. Sure. Yeah, so, so as, you know, as I said, I, I've experienced the good, the bad, and the ugly about launching startups. And, <laughs> and so, yeah, so I really, or basically our mission is to help raise $1 billion through the startups that we, that we help create in the next 10 years. Awesome. So through, through, our, um, through our participation in these startups to help them grow into that level of of entrepreneurship that allows them to raise that that sort of um, capital yep. and then launch and grow from there. So whether you're a, a very early stage startup um, or if you're already in the middle of developing or you're in the growth stage, we can help you. And what we do is we help 
quality uh, decision all the way to actually cost um, to actually implementation user interface and user experience design automation and launching of the applications okay okay that's awesome so then basically with all of the experience that you've been able to see uh, in a variety of different industries in a variety of different uh, t- you know, technology and engineering based roles, you're able to really kind of help them think about what are some of the baseline, uh, fundamental things that we need to think about before we go chase, you know, running down the rabbit hole and figuring out how we're going to do all this stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Most, most startups start with, with, with that great idea. And so the, the reality is that, that from that idea all the way to execution and, and having your first customer, there are a lot of things mostly changes that yeah. that need to take place so we we help we help them validate the idea narrow it down uh, focus it so, so that it's not going to be changing that much and then i'll lay out a plan on how to implement it how to design it how to execute it and then we also provide implementation design and execution of that that whole idea all the way until it becomes a web or mobile application a voice skill um, artificial intelligence implementation, all, all of those things that will take that startup from that napkin design all the way to your first customer. Yep, I love it. So it's like all the way from your from your minimal viable product, the, the, the idea in the back of the napkin, all the way to this 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 big shiny thing at the end of the of the journey that literally can help customers, it can help users, whatever it is, whatever the platform is. That's awesome, Sammy. Exactly. So let's 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 hop into the four the four pillars. So as you know, we spend a ton of time on the CX Chronicles podcast talking about team, tools, process, and feedback. And and the idea here is that we're always trying to get awesome uh, customer focused business leaders on this show to help our listeners thinking about how not only can they improve. Uh, the businesses that they're running or that they've that they've started on their own or maybe even that they're just working inside of, right? And they're working on the front yeah. lines each and every day, talking to customers by phone, writing to customers by email, text messaging, live chat, all that fun stuff that we're doing today. Let's get into the first pillar of, of, of team. I would love for you to spend a couple minutes, Sammy, kind of talking with us about from all of the businesses that you've been a part of building and now – with all the all the the business leaders and executives that you're that you're consulting and that you're working with, what are some of the major ideas or the major themes that you've seen for that for that that pillar of team that everyone in the CX Nation needs to be thinking about as it applies to their business? Sure. So there's there's a, there's actually a really interesting TED talk about what makes startups uh, what are successful startups made of. And it talks about a timing and the team and, and, and a few different things. Um, they actually call that timing is, is, is one of the most important. But in my opinion, uh, actually, team and cultural fit is it's it's critical yeah. because you're going to you're going to basically maybe give away your 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 full, your nine to five, your career. You're going to give away a lot of things to launch a startup or to actually embark into a new project, even if you're an entrepreneur, if you're in a company. You're gonna dedicate so much energy into into this. Yeah, it's so true. Be, there better be a good. Uh, there, they, they better be a good cultural match. Absolutely. And, and just just a match, just like a marriage. It's 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 a relation. And so if if it's not a constructive one, and and, and that helps you because you're gonna face a lot of challenges. I don't want to call them problems, but you're gonna find, you're gonna cha- you're gonna face challenges day in and day out. Yep. And unless that that people that you share your 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 life because eighty percent of your life is going to be spent there, yep. unless that 
that that people that share your life and your passion and your dream are constructive um, instead of destructive, instead of criticizing you, they're they're helping you, encouraging you, finding the solutions, finding the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, your life is going to be miserable, and in turn, you're probably going to give up on your dream uh, or your project. So I think cultural fit and that that match is is critical. I love it. I think that's great advice. I think it's it's awesome color and direction for how you need to think about this. I mean, you just said it, Sammy. It's people forget sometimes you spend more time at work or in the office or in your trade or yes. in your craft, or whatever it is that you do. You spend more time doing work than you do hanging out with your family and your best friends and the people that you actually want to be spent. You want, you'd want to be hanging out with most of the time if you know if you're lucky enough to to have good friends and good family, but. People, people forget about that, and it's really important to, to understand that when you're building team, when you're building culture, that connectivity and that, that, that ability for, 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 for there to be true cohesive uh, power inside of like the different units and the different folks that are working together, it's really, really a huge factor that's either going to make or break whatever it is that you're working on. Yeah, you got it. So, yep, I, I love that, Sammy. Okay, kind of moving the camera to a slightly different different angle. The second pillar, tools. This is something that I was super pumped to talk with you about today because, you know, you've got uh, a ton of technology experience. You've got a ton of information management experience, data management experience. Yeah. And, you know, mo- most of the, the folks that come on our show, Sammy, they're awesome. They got, they've got a good high-level grasp on all this stuff or else they wouldn't be in the roles that they're in today or they wouldn't be building the, the companies that they're building today. But, but, but you've got a slightly different advantage here where you've spent you know, <laughs> 20 years thinking about this stuff. I would definitely love for you to kind of feel free to take several minutes to kind of dive into when you think about tools – and when you think about systems for these different startups that, 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 that we're talking about and for these different growth-focused companies, uh, same, type of, some, same type of approach here, what are some of the major uh, themes or the major directional tones that you always talk with them about when it comes to tools? Sure. Yeah, well, first, I mean, yeah, I, I spent 18 or 20 years using all these tools to, to propel our businesses, my career, and, 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 and my recent um, endeavors. So, but they're they're only as good as the the ones that I that I use today. So everything that probably worked eighteen years ago doesn't work today. Yeah. yeah. So I do spend a lot of time trying out different tools. Um, every probably every week I try one or two new things. However, it's extremely important to not get overwhelmed with all the tools that are out there. Yep. So you 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 tend to spend a lot of time. Um, if, if you set up all these all this tools, then you also need to spend a lot of time into connecting them and making sure that they all work uh, well with each other. Yep. And that takes a lot of time. So what I, what I use internally, uh, I, I tend to use just two or three tools. I, 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 I keep trying new ones to see if I can replace one that, that my top three or my, of, of my top two products um, or my top tools that, that I use. And I do the same with, with my clients. So there's... You know, of course, we all like to have our, our, our instant messaging, and we need to have our, our task management tools and our CRMs, depending on, on what line of uh, work you are in your sales. So, I think it just has to work. It has to work for you, and it has to be simple and not trying to use every single feature under the sun because you you get overwhelmed very easily. And not only not only that, then you don't you don't utilize or or take advantage of that single feature that's going to that's going to help you uh in the case of the crms um you know salesforce probably the 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 gold standard 
I like a separate company because it's just simple. I can just have the have a names, have the task, and be able to click a button to dial. Uh, for my task management, I've tried everything from um, Asana and Jira and all yeah. the other tools, um, even Microsoft Project. Um, probably sometimes a spreadsheet is what works for me. <laughs> a little bit more than that, I, I'm, I'm in love with Trello. Uh, I think it works for everything that I need to do. Trello is there. And so, so it's amazing. And, um, and for chat, that's probably the one that I haven't been able to unify just because I, I like to please all my clients. So some of them want to talk on Slack. Some of them want to talk on WhatsApp, instant messaging, Google chat, and so on. So I end up having everything just open. I haven't been able to, to unify that into, into a single source. But uh, that's, that's the, the main takeaways, not to get overwhelmed, not try to follow the next shiny thing. Just find one or two tools that work for your organization um, and for your, for your culture and, and run with that. Especially if you're in a, in a slightly larger group, people think just, just replacing software for an, or, or a piece of tool for another one. It's something easy. People get used to, to something very easily, and uh, well, very easily, and then they get hooked to that. So they won't change as easy as, as you would like. So even if you have a three or four man team and you want to um, change tools, is going to take some effort. So um, find what works and then run with it, and not don't chase the the next shiny thing. Yep, I think that's that that's awesome, awesome advice on that. And I think, with Sammy, one of the things that that we talk about with 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 our clients at CX Chronicles, uh, or even with just the CX Nation uh, here on the podcast, is um, understanding your company's toolkit early on is it's it's important because if you can if you can build a business to your point, Sammy, here with two or three tools, right? You've got your hammer. You've got your screwdriver and you got your wrench for, 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 yeah. for lack of a better term here, right? <laughs> yes. You get your three things. I mean, you like, if you, you look at the world around you, that's how 80% of it was built with those three tools. So the business is the same way. The startup, it's the same way where you're right. If you, as long as you've got the CRM that makes sense for you and for your company and for your customer base, and then you've got a basic task management, management or issue resolution, and then you've got your communication tool online. Boom! There's your one, two, three tripod, and it's funny though. You you know, especially when you get into uh, big venture capital world or private equity backed, you know, investment world. These guys have they've got so much money. It's very easy to go from three tools to to to, to in some cases, I'm not even kidding, ten, fifteen, twenty <laughs> tools, yeah. and then it's like whoa, whoa, whoa! Who's connecting the dots? Who is making sure that all these things are actually communicating? The other thing is with how great all of these software solutions are today so many of them do similar things from one another so like you exactly taking yeah. the time to like understand exactly what the main 10 things are that your company's trying to um actually obtain in terms of goals and then just finding that one two three type of tool approach it's it, it's one of the easiest ways to avoid the distractions focus on customer focus on sales focus on building up the product on the back end to make sure that all those things work. So uh, like awesome, awesome feedback. Exactly. There, I mean, you have to also also consider that there's that history factor because if you if you keep switching from one product to another, you need to either migrate it or or leave it behind um, all that history that, that you have prepared there. And so um, if you want to go and see your, your historical uh, churn rates or you want to see your, your historical uh, tickets or you want to do all, all those things, um, you lose history and then you don't have uh, that, that building of, of that, that continuity of your business 
Um, also, you need to think about security and backups and somebody needs to manage all these things and it becomes a full-time job while you should be uh, thinking about your product, your sales and your marketing and then you end up also having an IT department to manage those tools just because they're, they're $10 per user. So it yeah. sounds very very attainable, but it's in reality, there's, there's a lot of things that you need to consider after that. Yep, 100%. Yep. So, okay, third, third, tooler, uh, th- third pillar here process. So we've talked about team, we've talked about tools. Like you said yourself earlier, Sammy, right? It, without, without some form of direction or some form of, uh, uh, of a guideline for how to run the team and then run the tools, this is where process comes into play. I'd love for yeah. you to kind of just take a few minutes to talk about what are some of the things that have worked real. So, so toolkit, especially right. As it connects to yes. that. How do you think about process? How do you think about workflows? And what have you found to be some of the the best ways that we can get um, our startup leadership teams thinking about how they need to inject this process and, and workflow across the team and across the business to make sure that the team and the tools are actually working properly? Sure. Well, so so internally, what what worked for us actually to be able to launch startups the the better and improved way was that we created this process this methodology, which is what we call the startup framework. And it's, it, it's actually can be extrapolated to, to other areas of your business, but basically it's a three pillar, uh, framework. There's clarity, form and action. So for anything that we do, and again, you can extrapolate this to your marketing or your sales or your customer service. You, you have to understand exactly what is your, your objective. And it cannot be two or three. It cannot be complicated. It has to be one objective. And so it, it is to sell more to a certain demographic or it's to market and get more leads to, to for, for a certain product or it's to actually build a product. So we we, we, ex, we can extrapolate that to, to the three of them and just to go over them very quickly. Uh, with clarity, we talk about making sure that we have that single objective well-defined, something that's simple to, to explain, simple to understand and simple to measure. Um, or a form, which is how is this going to look? So here's where tools probably come into play, where um, if you're in sales, where how is this going to look? Is So it's going to be a CRM, and we're going to um, go through the process of selling to somebody, and we're going to put them through these very simple steps because you don't want to complicate it for, 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 for your customers or your salespeople. And for our product is our user interface and our user experience design. So how exactly is our solution is going to look like at the end of the of, of the whole execution, and the last part is um, the action is being able to execute it, um, being able to test it, measure it, and then repeat that 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 process until our main vision, which is defined as the again the user interface of, or the how is it going to look, is fulfilled and or our problem is solved. So we kind of extrapolate that to every area of, of business. I try to do that for, for my own life, <laughs> even for <laughs> mundane tasks or even or, or for business. I think it's the same thing. And people lose, uh, they probably lose sight of, of that end goal. So what is it that you were trying to solve? And then you end up going in, in, a, in a rabbit hole that, that takes you nowhere because you end up implementing a bunch of tools or you end up doing this very elaborate process where you just need to go from point A to point B and you lose focus or you lose sight of that. 
Yep, I, 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 it's funny, Sam. I use that same type of frame framework not just for my business, but for my own life as well. Because so, and I, and <laughs> yeah. it's funny. I have slightly different like uh, pillar themes or or, or 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 terms for it. But like, if you've got a goal, then you know what what signals will get you to the goal. And then if you know what signals get you to the goal, then you can actually create some very clear nodes around metrics or key performance indicators that will get you those signals to get you to the goal. And it, it literally not- can be from something as simple as like taking the garbage out on Thursday and just remembering that it's, that's always going to happen that way to something as complex as building uh, a, you know, a billion-dollar company based off of that same exact idea. Exactly, yes. So – Okay, the fourth pillar and the final pillar, sir. And as we're getting closer to the to the end of the show, this is one that I'm super pumped to talk with you about feedback. Because um, at, from from some of our other chats together, Sammy, you know, we talked about um, we talked about some of the big things that Vantage IO is thinking about. So data science is huge, right? Everybody wants to talk about data science today, and everyone's thinking about. Uh, predictive analytics, which is another huge thing that you that you spend a ton of time thinking about, and then the last the last big idea is this idea of just being data centric in general, right? If you've got customer information, or and here's the thing, Sammy, I always with my fourth pillar feedback, I I, I always break it into two things, right? You're talking about customer feedback, but you're also, and equally importantly, you're talking about your employee feedback, right? You got to make sure that you have both of those things. But can you take some time to kind of chat with the CX Nation about some of those ideas? And and, and although maybe not, maybe some small companies are like, yeah, okay, Sammy and Adrian, like data science is important, but I I just got to get the next 10 customers, man. But still, there's, there's, there's some principles and some ideas inside of these ideas that can literally help someone that's just starting off. To these big, huge Fortune 500s that 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 you've been working with. Sure. Well, so it goes back to to that point about keeping it simple uh, with that clarity, form, and action. When you and we apply this to KPIs and and metrics and data data sciences, because if you start measuring everything, uh, then you end up measuring nothing, or it just becomes too complex, and you lose sight of what's really important. Yeah. When you're, uh, I've had to start from, from from zero. I had to start and get my first five and my first ten clients, and using a spreadsheet. And you can you can clearly see it. You know, after after a month or two months, and you say, well, if I if I talk to fifty people, and I send, I'm sorry, and I send twenty proposals, and I close five sales. Well, guess what? You already have you already have some metrics, some very interesting metrics that might, of course, skew one way or another once you scale them or once you start adding more people, but at least you have a starting point. Yep. So it doesn't matter if you're very, very early or you're already, you have a thousand uh, different leads per, per day, you can still measure something that's going to be meaningful as long as you don't me- measure everything. So those defining those KPIs, what's really important to your business, what's really important to your customers and your employees. So um, there's... All these awards for companies has been the best workplace um, to, to work, and they they how how they're measuring this. So is it just objective measures or subjective measures? Would you f- need to figure out what's important to your to your own culture inside your your organization um, when talking about employees? And you need to see what's important to your customers. Um, so I like to typically I, if you're measuring more than three or four things on each of those areas, it's already way too much. It's going to take a full-time resource just to gather the data, yep. and then you're gonna not even be able to to interpret the data. So once once we're able to narrow down 
what we're looking for then and we have enough data then we use predictive analytics and we use data sciences and it doesn't have to be that complex you don't have to become uh, a tableau expert to do this you just need a spreadsheet and some basic pivot tables to be able to to start getting a grasp of what's going on regardless of the size of your business of course then when you start getting to a certain size it's always nice to to bring in some some simple tools that will give you this additional insight so we th- this is this is our approach uh, for for all areas of business. That's great, Sammy. And, and real quick, guys. So Tableau, Sammy just mentioned Tableau. Tableau is a, a is a phenomenal um, data analytics reporting tool that helps to visualize and uh, and really kind of highlight whatever key data sets you're trying to get your team or your leadership unit to really be you know laser focused on. Um, Sammy, I have another yes. follow up question here. So. Uh, on some of the some of the ideas that you were just talking about, let's narrow that into customer feedback, okay? And I know that the, the, the what I'm about to ask can be applied to both customer feedback and employee feedback. But what would be the one single glaring tip for startup founders, startup executives, and leadership leadership members that are listening to the show? What would be the one tip that you would give them in terms of how they can improve customer feedback in their business today? Sure. So this is an double-edged sword, but take any feedback with a grain of salt because you it can either drive you crazy with all the, all the requests and everybody thinking that they're an expert, and in between all of that, there's going to be some legitimate complaints, suggestions, or praises about your product. On the other spectrum is you have a vision and you want to take your users from, from, from that vision all the way to a, to a finished product. Or to a finish, uh, or, or 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 to the service that they're expecting, but you have to listen to them, but also take that with a grain of salt, because you you can easily get distracted with a hundred different requests to do things that may only apply to one or two people, and you want to please them, of course, especially if you're very early, you want to please everybody, but then you start losing sight of what's really important to you. Why is it that you started what you're doing? And again, you end up just then managing or micromanaging um, those requests, start spending time in, in the wrong direction and not fulfilling your, your, your objective. So that's why I said it's sort of like a double-edged sword. You have to keep a close ear to your customers. Any application, anything that we do, we typically have two things. We have an automated uh, logging um, on the back end, so we know when there's errors, when there's things going on. And the other thing is we have chatbots. And so we, we are able to chat with anybody at any given point, um, to make sure that that we're getting um, that we that we're getting the, the the information directly from them, and then of course, then take it with a with a little uh, grain of salt. Yep, you have to. It's it's so easy to to go running down a rabbit hole on something that was absolutely one hundred percent a one off case situation versus <laughs> versus following the the hundreds of things that keep saying the exact same thing again and again and again and again and again. That's it's easy to see which things you want to listen to and focus your energy and your time and your resources on, and which things sometimes you just gotta let. Fly by, fly by in the in the wind and just let it go, you know. So so great exactly. stuff, Sammy. So Sammy, before yeah. we close up the show, I want to make sure that I give you an opportunity to. So first of all, this has been super helpful, super informative, awesome stuff, awesome ideas here. But is there anything else that you want the CX Nation to know uh, more specifically about you or about Vantage IO? Um, things things think that things that you're working on. How can they get in touch with you guys if they're interested in figuring out how Vantage IO can help their business? Uh, t- tell us tell us what you what what the what the CX Nation needs to know, sir. 
Sure. Yeah. So, well, I want to invite everybody go visit www.advantageio.com slash CXNation. We prepare there um, an opportunity for anybody to sign up. We'll do a free 30-minute consultation. And at the end of that consultation, you're gonna have you're gonna walk away with some clarity for your for the purpose that you're that you're trying to achieve. We're gonna give you some indications into actual tools and um, directions for your user interface and user experience, and a clear roadmap into your execution. So that's going to be a free 30 minute offer that, that we give to the listeners of CX Nation. So vantageio.com/cxnation. That's awesome, Sammy. Well, I'm going to be the first one in line, so you better get ready for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, guys, what I'll do is I'll make sure that uh, on our on our social media, so on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, I'll make sure that uh, Sammy and I put that out there so that you can see that again. Be on the lookout for that. And Sammy, thank you so much for coming on the CX Chronicles podcast. We had an absolute blast having you on the show, uh, and even just our conversations leading up to this. Thank you so much for talking with the CX Nation today. Great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, Sammy. All right, bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of CX Chronicles. Be sure to subscribe, save, and share with all of your fellow CXers. And until next time, make happiness a habit, CX Chronicles Nation. Check us out at cxchronicles.com. 